What's going on guys? Josh here. Really quickly before we hop into the episode, I just wanted to clarify what the episode is actually going to be about just to avoid any confusion while you're listening. This episode is about some of our favorite quarterback pass catcher stacks. So there's a couple tight ends in there, a lot of wide receivers. This is not necessarily the most obvious best stacks. You know, if, if that were the case, you'd have Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Tyreek Hill, Tua Tagovailoa. Those guys would be on here. There's going to be some glaring omissions, and that's intentional because this list is not necessarily the best stacks because we all know what the best stacks are. This list is going to be a lot of the stacks that maybe you haven't thought about that could potentially win you a league this year that could return massive value on their ADP this year. So I just wanted to clarify that before we hopped into the episode so you're not expecting to see Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs on here and pissed when they aren't. That's not necessarily what this episode is about. Also, before we get into it, I have one quick announcement to make. We have on our Patreon now our full projections and rankings for this upcoming season. It's every team in the NFL statted out and also full rankings for every position. It's the top 30 quarterbacks, top 55 running backs, top 75 wide receivers, top 30 tight ends as well. So it's basically everything you need to hop into your league. You can use it to make a cheat sheet for your draft and sort of highlight some players that maybe we have ranked higher than what their ADP says they're going to be. So it's a nice little tool for you, and it is in our $2 tier on our Patreon. So if that is something you want to add to your arsenal going into fancy drafts this year, I will leave a link in the show notes for that for you. So just go to our Patreon and grab the rankings and projections for the 2023 fantasy football season. That's enough from me. Why don't we hop into the episode with Ben talking about some of our favorite cost-weighted stacks in fantasy football this year. This is this is a football podcast, man. Meat, football, good. Ben, we talk football. We eat burgers. <laughs> Welcome back to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. Josh Johnson and Ben Watts back with you. We are stoked. Ben is in his man cave. I'm in mine, and we're ready to talk some fantasy football with you all. Amen. How's your week been? How's your weekend? It's been pretty quiet the way I like it. I've done a whole lot. Watch some <laughs> watch some preseason. But uh I watched uh, some Fast and Furious movies. They're on Netflix now. Ooh. Are they all on Netflix? The first five. All are. 700 of them? The the best the ones are, which are the first five. That is true. The, what are they up to now? Eight or nine? They're or on 10. They just did 10, I think. Holy crap. How do they keep getting movies or, or money for all these movies? Because I think they keep Vin making Diesel money and, and I don't know where it's coming from. Because they're over the top That's action wild. movies. I think I saw, I, I don't even know if this is right or not, but I feel like I saw the most recent Fast and Furious movie made like five, six hundred million dollars, and I was I, bad. I don't know how. When like Mission Impossible is like going to lose money. Are you serious? Yeah. They said it's going to lose like a hundred million dollars. Oh my gosh. I haven't seen it yet, but I it's just because I haven't had time. I, I want to see it very badly. Yeah. 
I like the Mission Impossible series. That's crazy. Because the last one was perfect. I mean, the last Mission Impossible oh, movie Fallout was, one of the was best fantastic. Ever. One of my favorite. It, it's my favorite Mission Impossible movie. Easily. It was one of my. It might have been one of my favorite action movies, period, bar none. With, uh, with Henry Cavill and all them in it? Dude, the bathroom scene. It, oh, gosh, yeah. Wow. Not, not in a weird way. It's not <laughs> no. a weird scene. No, 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 no. But seeing Henry Cavill just go gorilla mode on all these dudes. Throwing this dude through bathroom stalls. Wow. wow. <laughs> Cavill's a beast. It was incredible. Anyways. That's for a different podcast. We should start that kind of podcast. <laughs> we should. This is a fantasy football podcast. And uh, this week, we've got a really, really exciting episode for you all. I'm stoked about it. We're talking about our favorite stacks, quarterback, pass catcher stacks in fantasy football this year. What about uh, a short stack? There's <laughs> a short stack. It's a little gun reference. Is that what that was? It's pancakes, dude. Oh, pancakes. I'm over here thinking gun magazines. If you're trying to shoot somebody and <laughs> I just want to go to IHOP. I do love a good short stack. I had, well, I mean, I had a bagel this morning. It, it kind of looked like a pancake if you didn't think about it. But I had a chocolate Pop-Tart. Ben, that's, that's unfortunate for a good Sunday morning for breakfast. I'm a simple person. That is, did you ever see the movie The Knight's Tale? With uh, Heath Ledger? Yes. Long time ago, but I, I have seen it. You know when the dude is like, knocked him off his horse and he's looking over him and he goes, you've been weighed, you've been measured, and you've been found wanting? Yeah. That was your chocolate Pop-Tart this morning. Leave my Pop-Tart out of this, man. It did, <laughs> it did nothing to you, all right? It didn't do anything for you either. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't have to cook. Just Fair enough. Eat the Pop-Tart. Fair enough. Um, okay. We've got stacks. stacks on, on stacks. Stack. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't leave that out in this episode. Um, there's going to be some that you would expect, but also we intentionally put in a few that maybe you are not thinking off the top of your head. And we've left out a couple of the ones that just are going to be impossible to put together. Um, or maybe they are possible, but maybe you shouldn't based on how ADP is going to fall this year. So like Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, that's an incredible stack. But likely, I mean, I guess you could go Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes in the first round and the second round. That one's doable, but I, I don't like it. Yeah, it's doable, but I, it it feels kind of bad spending your first two picks on onesie positions, a quarterback and tight end leaving all those running backs, wide receivers on the board. We do get a lot of comments that say people go Patrick Mahomes in the first round and end up winning their league. I, I don't know how it happens. I've never been in a league where that happens, but I, I don't know. There's a lot of leagues out there, maybe. I remember his rookie year, somebody picked him up off waivers, and they didn't win the league, but, you know. Came close. <laughs> Came close. Yeah. So Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, before you start screaming at us, they're not here. Because, Joe Burrow, uh, Josh Allen, or Joe Burrow, yeah. Chase is not Jamar here. Chase. Is it a good stack? Yes. Yes. But at ADP, it's not. And also, honestly, with that one, <clears throat> let's just be real about it. That's just too obvious. Like, okay, yeah, 
Um, Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown. That's a good stack. Um, are you going to be able to do it? Maybe. That one's possible, but the ability to do it, that means you got to go A.J. Brown in the first and Jalen Hurts in the second. Like, that's right. That's a bad decision. Yes. Yeah, that, that's what you would have to do. With Joe, with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, you could. You would have to take Joe Burrow in the third round. I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that either. Um, so and I'm a Burrow I fan. I don't, I don't want to touch quarterback until like round five. That's like my ceiling yeah. of touch quarterback. I think it's an aside. I would consider Jalen Hurts in the third round. That's yeah. That might be it. If Josh Allen falls to the third round, like obviously, yeah, I'm doing that. Yeah. But other than that, I I don't want any other quarterbacks. So yeah, anyway, there's there's going to be some that are potentially some glaring omissions. We know they're very good. They're not omitted because don't we don't us. think they're great. <laughs> they're omitted because the cost of acquisition is incredibly high and it might not be a great decision for your fantasy teams. Obviously, there's going to be exceptions. Men have landed on the moon. It doesn't mean we go there every Saturday. Um, before we get into all that, though, Let's hop into some news. We got a couple things to talk about really quickly. Um, rookie sensation for the Dolphins, Devon Achain. He was quote unquote. Sensation, but okay. <laughs> if you're if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the air quotes. Okay, let's not. I just I noticed that little that little <laughs> snide remark there. I wasn't gonna let that one go. Well, there's a snide remark you've got in the notes here that don't think I didn't yes. see either. So <laughs> I know, I know you saw that. Screw you, you, we're even. <laughs> you talk, you give me a softball like that, I can't help but not just smack that thing into the third seats, third row, whatever it's called. Can't anyway, speak. my brain's keep frenzy. going. Anyways, Devon A. Chain. He got carted off with a shoulder injury. Twitter went momentarily ballistic there for a second, especially the dynasty truthers. It's all right, um, yes. <laughs> Calm down. I I definitely saw the tweet. Like I think it it was a, a forty minute old tweet from Schefter, and I was like, oh my god, Devon A. changes towards ACL. The season's over. Great. Uh, it was not a knee injury. It was a shoulder. Uh, we don't really know how severe it is. I have seen some of the like internet doctor personality people claim it's potentially a AC joint injury, which is a few weeks, but not obviously like super serious. But again, nobody knows. Again, you you weren't paying that much to get him in the first place, so you can yeah, you no. can survive without it. You're getting him in the eleventh, twelfth round. Really what this is, this is a just purely a dynasty news blip that's what that is because the only people really excited about him are dynasty owners let's be honest i wasn't very excited i love dynasty <laughs> i was mildly excited i was like okay he could be exciting i got him in like you know the 203 or whatever it was it's like hey this could be something it's too hot too oh jeez. okay doug peterson says it is likely that Tank Bigsby's role will expand as the season progresses. Bigsby has looked good in the preseason. Dude, he's a good player. A very good player. I don't know what it means for his role, but he's a good player. He was great at Auburn. He was. And I think the part about that that 
maybe we don't think about is those Auburn teams, especially the past two years, they were terrible. Terrible. They lost to South Carolina. Bigsby was on a team that lost to, I believe, Will Muschamp, South Carolina. That's how bad they were. Ooh, Ooh that's not good. That's not good that's at not all. That's not good at all. Bo Nix left, went to Oregon because Auburn could not get it together. Auburn was a mess. I don't think mess. Bo Nix is that good anyway, but... Dude, he's going to probably go in the first round next year, and he's going to be one of those guys that he got into the first round because he played 8,000 snaps of college football. Yeah. And, like, people say, like, well, he turned it around at Oregon, but, like, it's Oregon. Like, they don't play very good teams, and they've churned out quarterbacks in the NFL for a while. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember any of them that are any good. Like, Mariota was a bust. Okay, Herbert. <laughs> I the forgot last one? That, I forgot he went to Oregon. <laughs> the $52 million man. Yeah. Uh, no, but outside of, of Herbert, Herbert, though, you're right. You're right. Outside of Herbert, not many of them have panned out that I can recall. Um, there was one starting in Atlanta last year, and I wanted to hit him with my car. I've seen he might get cut from Good. the Eagles. Because he put a stinker on tape this past weekend. still very upset with Marcus Mariota for all the times he overthrew Kyle Pitts. Oh, dude. Yeah. Have you seen those what videos? Pitts, oh, I, I've seen the compilations. What did Kyle it's, Pitts have in terms of catchable pass? Like his, I don't know what the specific stat is that points to I don't remember, that but I remember catchable. I remember seeing it and you're going, I'm going like, holy crap. Like. <laughs> I'm pretty if sure Kyle it was something Pitts, like only 60% of his targets were catchable or something like Kyle that. If Kyle Pitts gets a league average quarterback, he will jump into the top three or four tight ends. Yeah. League average is all he needs. We are getting the Kyle Pitts narrative started early this year. Yeah. Dude, I've, I've tried to move him in a couple dynasty leagues to, you know, try to go upgrade at tight end. Yeah. Can't do it. Like people like Kyle Pitts is not good. I'm really? like, yes, yes, he is, but can't do it, man. I so okay. We didn't plan on this, but we'll go here. I'm I'm curious because I have traded away Kyle Pitts this offseason. I don't own Kyle Pitts anywhere anymore. I can see a scenario where a uh, a rebuilding team would want to acquire him because for sure he's cheaper. Like this time last year, it was three first round picks your house and your kidney and your firstborn daughter you had to pay to get Kyle Pitts. Um, now, obviously it's a lot cheaper, but like I would imagine you could still get a deal done for selling Kyle Pitts you know, that still nets you a pretty decent return. I've tried I've tried moving him for, for Mark Andrews. I've tried to get Hawkinson. See, I did move him for Mark Andrews. Yeah, and that's that's great. <laughs> I've tried to move him for Mark Andrews. I've tried to get Hawkinson plus some for him. Can't get any of that done. You have Kelsey, so there's no way I'm going to get that done. Yeah, <laughs> like that ain't after work. that, there's nobody I want to move him for. Yeah, but there's nothing I that totally I can, there's nothing that I can package up with him. I've I've tried and tried to you know go get Andrews or nothing that like the Hawkinson owner will add to him to get him. Like it's it is weird, and like I'm I'm also not going to sell him for for nothing either. I know what I've got. Right. I know he's incredibly talented and will one day be the best tight end in football. He's the most talented we've ever seen. It's just a matter well, of when is it yeah. going to happen. I so like I think with him, obviously, 
the Kelsey owner is probably one of the best teams in your league, so they're not going to sell Kelsey because he is a like key that. cog. <laughs> well, I mean, let's just be honest. If you got Kelsey, your team's good. Like, he scores a lot of points. He, he doubles up what your opponent's tight end will get. Liter- literally. He's in, what? That's an aside. But So, like, the Kelsey owner is pretty much off the board, except for those few leagues where you've got Kelsey and the rest of your team is dog crap in that case in i would case, sell please sell him please sell him yeah I, I would i would do that you're making I can a also mistake see where the, <laughs> for sure i can also see where the andrews owner wouldn't want to do it because andrews still has like the long runway of being incredibly good and right now he's just a lot better for fantasy so i, I get that but literally outside of those two i would be selling hawkinson for cow pits right now I would be selling Dallas Goddard for Kyle Pitts right now. I would be selling, I mean, fill in the blank. Everybody except those top two, I would I would go try and get Kyle Pitts. That's an aside. Oh, it's, um, it's tough. We were talking about Tank Bigsby before that whole that whole thing. I don't know how we got to Kyle Pitts, but yeah, Tank Bigsby's pretty good. <laughs> I'm He's curious. Like, no, he won't, but I wonder if he ends up eating into the workload being like a you know how Gus Edwards the past few years was just such a thorn in the side for, I mean, it was J.K. Dobbins, but it was, um, I'm trying to remember who they had at running back before they drafted Dobbins. I cannot remember at all. But I remember it was, Gus Edwards was always kind of a pain for whoever their starter was for the past like three, four years. I can't, I can't remember the gap in between Ray Rice and J.K. Dobbins. I, I can't I either. I don't remember. I think they I were they running the Mark journeyman Ingram club there point. for a while. They did, yeah. I don't really remember. That feels weird. Um, but I have no clue who was their starting running back before uh, they drafted J.K. Dobbins. Anyway, I could see Tank Bigsby being like... J.K. Dobbins that, that hadn't started that much since. I know, I know. <laughs> that's a, but I could see Bigsby that's a different being conversation like a, a, thorn, a thorn in the side to, uh, to ETN, but obviously not going to be the, the primary starter. Yeah, I it, it could be annoying. I'm kind of predicting a pretty big season from ETN because as as much as the coaching staff has talked up Pigsby, uh, they've also talked up ETN a lot in the role he's going to have. So I don't know. They're yeah. talking up both of the running backs, and I I do think Bigsby's a good player, but he's not like incredible at anything. Whereas ETN has attributes of his game that he is just excels at so he's he's far better yeah. than bigsby is but bigsby Number just being all around good expected. yeah but at the same time bigsby just being good at everything he will have a role yeah all right let's talk some stacks we have nueve. nine of them because nueve. we couldn't think of 10 i guess <laughs> nueve because we are the number 78 podcast in mexico it's probably number seventy-eight sports podcast. Yeah, I've it has probably gone up. Words. It it's been doing very so, very nueve good. Nueve incredibly stacks. I don't know the Spanish word for max stacks. I don't know. I don't know either. Let's talk right. some stacks. Lead us off with the first one. We've got. Let, personally, so, before you get into it, before you get into it, personally, this is my favorite stack in fantasy football this year. <clears> I give you the floor. Yep, I'm the one. I'm going for this one probably more than anything else on this list. 
Uh, it's Ridley and Trevor Lawrence. We've talked about it on the My Guys show, how much we like both of these guys at their ADP. Ridley was a My Guy, but both of us put Lawrence as an honorable mention. You're getting Ridley in the late third, sometimes early fourth, depending on your league, which turd? I think is incredible value. Yeah, late third. The late late third, <laughs> early fourth. Got Irish on you, <laughs> just for a quick second. Uh, but late third, early fourth sometimes, if you're lucky, which is great value on a receiver who we both think is set to smash this year in fantasy. Um, and yeah. you're getting Trevor Lawrence, who, again, we expect him to take a big leap forward. He's going in round five. I've seen him go in round six, even late into round six, which I think is just absolutely phenomenal value for him. So the fact that I can get a quarterback who I think is going to beat his ADP and his wide receiver who I think is going to beat his ADP in the same draft, that's that just that just feels where like Hurts and 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 AJ Brown is not doable. Burrow and Chase is a stretch. Like that feels that feels perfect because I think Lawrence and Ridley pairing up together is going to be similar to. Uh, Josh Allen getting Stefan Diggs. That kind of season is what we could be in for with those two guys. Yeah. I think you could certainly find that these guys are going to be the fantasy darlings of this season. I think Calvin Ridley is going to be in the conversation for that. There's a, there's going to be a few other guys. Like I think a couple of the my guys we talked about, Darren Waller, Jameer Gibbs, I think they could be the best picks in fantasy this year when you look back on it. But Trevor Lawrence certainly feels like he's set for a big year, and then Calvin Ridley could just be electric. So that that stack is one of those that I think you have a built-in floor, but you also have kind of an unlimited ceiling with them, uh, and they could be very, very good to you this year in fantasy. Yep. Big fan of that one. Number two, we've got... A fairly obvious one. We've got Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins. <laughs> um, yes, I will Justin say this Jefferson is one. Is good. Yeah, Justin Jefferson's great. Obviously, you're drafting just Jefferson. Good lord, you're drafting Justin Jefferson early. Neither of us can talk. If you're today. getting, I, I can't. I, I don't know what it is. Uh, with Kirk Cousins, you know, I feel like Kirk Cousins is kind of your punt if things don't necessarily go great, like. You can draft Jefferson at the 102 or whatever, wherever he goes, and you know still get great quarterbacks that are better than Cousins. But what you can do is you can have that in your back pocket if you decide you want to go early your tight end, load up on running backs, wide receivers, and then just wait on the quarterback. Kirk Cousins will always be there for you. He'll be there in the 10th, sometimes 11th rounds. He goes even later this year than he did last year, I feel like. Um, and I mean, he's been... A, uh, a top 12 quarterback three years in a row. He's always good. He's always there for you, and you can get him to pair with Justin Jefferson, which is just very, very convenient and something that you don't have to pay up to do. It's kind of one of those you look around on your draft board in the ninth round, and you're like, all right, I need a quarterback. Who's there? Oh, my best player has his quarterback still on the board who also happens to be a pretty decent fantasy quarterback, I'll go grab Kirk Cousins. Uh, and, you know, when their defense yeah, Kirk's, completely... Kirk's not going to kill you. He will not kill you. And sometimes he will actually win weeks for you. It might happen once or twice a year. Like, I'm thinking there was... 
I would need to pull out couple, the game log. A couple one was, o'clock games, he'll decide to drop four touchdowns. Exactly. It's going to be a week where their defense just doesn't get off the bus. And it happens all, every week. <laughs> their defense is horrible. And so there's going to be a couple weeks where Kirk Cousins has to be an absolute hero for you. Uh, you know, we've got a week here of 36. We got, uh, what is that, week 15 against Indianapolis when they had to have the greatest comeback in the history of the NFL. He had 460 yards and four touchdowns. That was incredible. So I think you're going to see one or two of those this year, perhaps, and you can get him for absolutely nothing and pair him with Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I like it. Number three. Number three. Uh, Kind of the same situation. Uh, we got Chris Olave and Derek Carr. We've obviously talked endlessly the past few episodes on how much we love Chris Olave, where he's being drafted, uh, all this stuff, his upside. All of it feels very good. And the fact that you can get his quarterback for basically nothing. Like, Derek Carr will go undrafted sometimes. Yeah. Which, which feels nuts to me because he's actually – a good quarterback. People people love to hate on Derek Carr, but he's not bad. And he loves, 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 loves to throw to his wide receiver one. Every year, if it's Devontae Adams, if it's Darren Waller, his wide receiver one's having a good year. So I love the fact that you can load up on every other position and then go get Derek Carr for literally nothing. And he can probably kind of be like a Derek, like a, um, like a Kirk Cousins for you. Like, he's not going to yeah. kill you, and he might have one or two spike weeks. Yeah, Derek Carr doesn't incite a ton of happiness in his in the people that draft him, but he's effective. Um, it's one of those, it's again, it's like the, the bargain bin Kirk Cousins Jefferson stack, if you will. Because, like, Olave's awesome, and we want to grab fair, him everywhere. A, yeah. And it's a panic. It's more of a panic situation. It's like I didn't touch quarterback until like round yeah. sixteen, which I wouldn't recommend you do. But if you happen to do that, you no. can still grab Derek Carr and be okay. Not saying this one's a good one to do, but it's possible <laughs> that it won't be the re. It won't be the reason you lose your league if you do that. Probably. Probably. Unless you're in an eight-team league, in which case Derek Carr as your starting quarterback is going to be the reason you lose your league. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> you're, you're, that's I not think good if, at all. if Derek Carr is your quarterback in an eight-team league, your teammates your teammates ganged up on you. Yes. <laughs> Say, well, we're going to take every quarterback, and he's not going to have one. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be, you know how people will take every single tight end with like their first six picks? And just so they have to trade them to everybody else you, in the league. You may so not have fleece one. them and build a team. Do that, but then you just start one quarterback and then have a bench full of quarterbacks. That'd be great. It Somebody is, should do that. It's not, not the best strategy I've ever seen, but... <laughs> all right. But it's effective. It screws over the, everyone else. Uh, okay, four. Yeah, don't do that. This is sneakily another one of my favorite like cost uh, production sort of weighing that balance. It's one of my favorite stacks this year. Darren Waller and Daniel Jones. 
obviously, Darren Waller is one of my, my guys. So I'm very excited about him. I'm very excited about his role in the offense. But Daniel Jones also was a revelation last year. Like, he did not run prior to last season, at least much. And then he goes for 700 yards and ends up being a, a top 12 fantasy quarterback. And I think that there's a chance he takes a step forward as a passer, year two in Brian Dable's offense. Um, they brought in Waller to sort of open up things in the offense. And then the Waller and uh, Daniel Jones connection in training camp has been legendary, supposedly. So this is the sort of situation where you have a tight end that is being drafted, honestly, close to his floor. And you have a quarterback that the price still hasn't gone way up on him. So, like, you can grab um, Darren Waller as, you know, your tight end in the sixth round or something, and then uh, and then get Daniel Jones, you know, ninth, tenth round or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of that one. I'm, I'm coming around on Darren Waller a lot. His ADP is like fifth or sixth. And I'm, I think he's probably the tight end four right now. So, I think if I you got the tight end that. four, and you get Daniel Jones, who's sneakily got, I don't even know if it's sneakily, but he's got top ten upside. You're getting him in the ninth round. Yeah, I, I think Darren Waller's a smash pick this year. And again, you punted on quarterback, and you can still go get a top ten move with Daniel Jones in the ninth. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, they are very. I mean, very cost effective, um, but they're they're very very good this year. And I am, I think that's one of those that like Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley is my favorite. Like when you factor in cost, and then uh, you know the potential production that you're going to get from the two of them, I think they're number one for me. This one, and then there's one later that we'll talk about that I think is kind of in that number two spot, aside from like the obvious ones, you know, the Tua, Tyreeks, you know, the the Joe Burrow, Jamar Chases, those ones, they're the obvious ones that, you know, you should target. But I think these are like in that second tier of guys that you probably haven't thought about that should end up being really good stacks for you. Yeah. Number five. Number five. Number five. Uh, this is the most expensive stack that we've got on here. You're If you want this one, you're going to have to pay for it. But it's been a good one for two, three years now, and I don't expect it to really slow down. It is uh, Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. I you, You're going to have to pay a third uh, for Andrews, and you're going to have to pay a fourth for Lamar Jackson. But you've got a tight end who in the past three years has finished at the tight end one. And you've got a quarterback who's got QB1 potential every single week. In a new offense that should throw more, I'm absolutely okay with this one. I don't I don't love having you take Lamar Jackson, but with his upside, I'm okay doing it in the fourth to pair with Andrews to get you a potentially league-winning combo down the road. Yeah, I mean, they are... This this is like <clears throat> we're big fans of this offense this year, um, and obviously these are the two main key cogs in that offense. 
it is like it's going to be tough to get him because you know Andrews goes. What does he go third round, and then sometimes Lamar he goes, goes about mid third, third, but mostly the fourth. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think if if you I can have if like, I can get Andrews at the like the three five. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, if you get Andrews there, and then Lamar falls to the fourth round, that's that's a great stack. I feel I feel confident with that one. Uh, number six. It makes me so happy that you have to talk about our next one. <laughs> I just realized that this sort of worked to where I have to do this. Okay. Full transparency. I'm so happy. This that is has to be you. This is the one where Ben left me the softball in the show doc, and now I apparently have to set up to hit it. Um. TJ Hawkinson and Kirk Cousins. Deal with it. We talked about Kirk Cousins already. Yes, sir. But Ben wanted Ben wanted his TJ Hawkinson in the show, and I guess we're going to talk about it. Um, the first line in this is Josh may not agree, and my response is I don't. I don't really think this is a great stack, but Ben loves it. Um, I so okay. Here's if I'm gonna make you love the argument Devon for, A chain as a top twenty four running back, but well, he is. I think he's like outside of my top twenty four now. But there was a moment. Yeah, there was a moment when you were smoking crystal meth. <laughs> Look, uh, listen. Okay. We've both got we've both got Hawkinson as our tight end three. You've got yes. Uh, and I'll I'll grant it if Waller falls to the six, that is better value. But a lot of people are taking Darren Waller in the fifth, and they're okay with that. So if Darren Waller in the fifth is okay, but the tight end three Mark Andrews in the fourth, and I've seen him fall to the fifth is not. I I just don't get it. I you don't understand Hawkinson? your thought process there. Yeah, so like Hawkinson okay. is the tight end three. He's going mid fourth, and I've seen him in the fifth. But Waller in the fifth is okay, and that's not. I I don't understand. So, I personally would not take Waller in the fifth. Um, like I have seen him occasionally go in the fifth. We did our last mock draft. He fell in the fifth. Um, where I'm at with. Hawkinson is that like Hawkinson in the fifth is fine. Hawkinson the fourth, I don't love it. Uh, I basically look at it like I'm either getting Kelsey or Andrews, or it's Waller in the sixth, or it's like a punt, and there's like no sort of in between. So it's not really that I don't love Andrews, or it's not sorry, not that I don't love Andrews. It's not that I don't love Hawkinson. Because I do like Hawkinson. I just don't don't like Hawkinson in the fourth. Whereas you like Hawkinson in the fourth. (laughs) I do. (laughs) I think think he has a better season than he did last year, where he was the tight end three. Uh, And, and yeah, I mean, I'm starting my draft. If I'm getting him, like I've got my receiver, I've gotten a running back and another receiver in the third. And then I'm coming back around, getting a top three tight end. And then it's it's another one of those drafts if I'm punting on quarterback and I've got TJ Hawkinson, yeah, go get Kirk. Kirk Kirk threw the ball to Hawkinson 
a lot last year. They like each other. Yeah. I mean, I, I do love Kirk. Kirk is great. Kirk is, you know, the teddy bear that we can go to sleep with, and it will keep us comfort when the nightmares come. But Hawkinson is, he's fine. Um, I think here's, maybe this is where I thought this was funny more than anything is if you're going to do a Minnesota Viking stack, it's not the Hawkinson cousin stack. It's the Justin Jefferson cousin stack. I think, I think this is more of just when, when we're talking about TJ Hawkinson, it's just best Josh not speak. I'm okay with him. (laughs) I like him a lot. I think he's going to have a big year. I think fourth round draft capital for a top three tight end. Actually, he was the tight end two last year, and I think there's a world where he re- can repeat that and be better than he was last year. I'm absolutely okay with taking him in the fourth round. All right. Let's go to number seven. I get to talk I'm about this one. I'm all confused about it. Which Are I'm you t- okay, yeah, of. go for it. You're not a huge fan of this one? Okay. Uh, it's It's fine. I'll give you the same answer that you gave T.J. Hawkins. It's Deshaun Watson and Amari Cooper. Yeah. I got to get Amari Cooper in the fifth, which it's it's not bad. It's not amazing. I don't love it. I think there's possibly some better, some better picks in the fifth round that I could do than to – because, I mean, obviously – actually, Amari Cooper goes a lot higher than the fifth round a lot of times. I've seen him go in the fourth round, sometimes third which I really don't like. But if I can get him in the fifth, I'm okay with it. I actually do like Deshaun Watson a lot in the eighth round for quarterback who's got the potential to jump into that top seven, top six. I think that's a smash hit. But if I can get Cooper in the fifth round, I I think I'm okay with that. Yeah, I think you could also make an argument for Elijah Moore here. But at that point, it's not really a stack. It's just that you happen to have two players from the same offense on – on your roster. Cause like, is Elijah Moore going to be good potentially, but is, is he going to be a member of a stack that like you can count on potentially winning you weeks? I highly doubt it. Um, so you've got Amari Cooper. Uh, we should have put Amari names Cooper by these. Put names by him. Yeah. But for who had to talk about what? Oh, we should have. I was prepared for the TJ Hawkinson one. You were prepared for you this were. one. You were, and I was. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, it, it does sort of come down to Amari Cooper for this, because like Amari in the fifth, you're right. I feel really good about Amari in the fifth. Uh, I, one of the, I was telling you before we hit record, the thing that nobody knows about last season, apparently, is that Amari Cooper was a wide receiver one last season. He finishes the wide receiver 12. Um, Sneakily. Very sneakily. And he did most a, of his work early in the sneaky season boy. With, <laughs> with Jacoby Brissett. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those that, you know, maybe it's not super savory, but I think Deshaun Watson is a great value this year because everybody hates him, which is fine. He's hateable. He's got a punchable face, but, you know, he's he's got a great ADP value this year. Yeah, look past all the other stuff and think about his upside – what he was the last time we really saw him as a starting quarterback, and look at where you're getting him. Yeah. All right, number eight, Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson. This one is probably another punt quarterback situation. Obviously, Garrett Wilson, you're getting him in the second round. He's great. Fire him up. He's going to be awesome. 
with Aaron Rodgers, I feel like he's going to be good for fantasy, at least. Obviously, we don't know that for a fact because last year we saw him sort of suck as a fantasy quarterback. I think there is a stat floating around in the ether that he did not cross 20 fantasy points in any single week last year. He didn't do it That's once. not great. Nope. That is not great. But his top receiver I was Alan Lazard. It was. Or Christian Watson, depending on which version of Fanatic you talk to. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Like The wide receiver core was not great last year. And the, the Packers offense as a whole was, I mean, it was average. It was fine, but it wasn't anything special. I do think this Jets offense has a chance to be very, very good with Rodgers at quarterback. I mean, the running game is going to be really good, I think. And, you know, it's not just that he's got Garrett Wilson. It's that there is Alan Lazard there, who I think is a very solid two or three. You got McCole Hardman. Um, you know, nothing spectacular behind Garrett Wilson, but a lot of decent. And a lot of decent, I think, will be able to support what Garrett Wilson can do as the flashy number one wide receiver for the team. Um, and the run game helps out a lot with play action and stuff. So... I think there's a chance that Aaron Rodgers could be very slept on after last season, and then you pair that with Garrett Wilson. And, you know, obviously if Garrett Wilson is going to be what we expect him to be, it means Aaron Rodgers was pretty good. And then if Aaron Rodgers, you know, and it's it's a symbiotic relationship. If Aaron Rodgers is good, that means Garrett Wilson's good. If Garrett Wilson's good, Aaron Rodgers is probably good as well. So you can you can get that stack done, and you probably don't have to pay a lot to do it, at least in terms of the quarterback. So that's where we're at with that one. As long as Aaron Rodgers is late, uh, yeah, I'm happy with that one. Yeah. Hit us with the last one. Yeah, this one was a last-second add to the video, and I'm actually really happy we did it. Uh, because Justin Herbert almost made the My Guys list uh, when we did it, because he's going in the fifth round, sometimes six, depending on uh, your league mates, which, obviously, I'm, I'm okay with a guy who's got top three quarterback upside that late. Um, if I'm excited about uh, Lawrence there, I yeah, I'm excited about Herbert because I like Herbert more than Lawrence, honestly. Um, so, yeah, you get him there. And then Quentin Johnston. I didn't know this till right before, but he's going so late. You're getting him in the ninth or tenth round, which Jeez. it's a first-round receiver with one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Say what you will about him being raw, but... I mean, my gosh, in the 10th round, what do you have to lose, man? Not much. Not much at all. And I think we would probably put Keenan Allen or Mike Williams there as well. Um, but, but where they're going. it's Yeah, where they're going, it's really difficult to kind of make that stack happen. Like Mike Williams and Justin Herbert go in the same round currently. Yeah. So that one's going to be tough. And Keenan Allen goes one round ahead of the other two. I think he goes in the fourth I could be wrong on that. Maybe he goes in the third. But either way, they're all going in a pretty similar area where I don't think, and this could be wrong by the time drafts are like, you know, finalized. I don't think you'll be able to get both Herbert and Williams slash Allen on a team this year. So you pivot to Quentin Johnston, who I think, you know, there's not, it's not a done deal that he's the third guy. Like there's a chance. He could work his way up in that pecking order, even if he just gets up to the number two receiver, whichever one of the other two kind of falls off a little bit. 
that's a really valuable fantasy piece. Uh, that's a top 24 piece. And they've and both like been said, it goes at 50. pretty injury prone the past few years too. Yeah. Yeah. I sort of look, a lot of, I, a lot of I mean, I just look at it like too, so. there's going to be two top 24 receivers from this offense. If Johnston has a chance to be one of them and he goes at, what is he? Eight. What did I say? Eighth round, ninth round. I think it's even later than that. Tenth I think round. I've seen him early, tenth. early 10th is his like his Gosh. average ADP right now. His consensus That's ADP is early 10th. Wrong. Like we've talked about Jackson that Smith feels and like Jigba cheap. having a really low. Uh, it does. It's like it's a free flex guy in the 10th round. Yes. Yes, please. And if I miss, okay, my 10th round pick was probably going to miss anyway. But this way yeah. I have unlimited upside. Like the, we, we yeah. don't know how good he's going to be, but I, I would rather take that shot then go get let's let's look at guys who are going around him. Uh Kirk Cousins, okay. Jacoby Myers, <laughs> Brian Robinson, Gross. Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony. I would take the bet every time on Quentin Johnson. Quentin Johnston. Yeah, I agree. So if you pair him I'd up with Herbert with that. you can get yourself kind of a bargain bin elite upside stack, potentially. Which is what we love to see. Yeah. Obviously, we didn't talk yeah. about, we did not talk about the incredibly obvious ones, the Tyreek Hill, Tua Tagovailoa's, uh, the Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith's, the Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey's, um, Joe Burrow, whichever of his pass catchers you want. But I feel like, one, we already know those are good stacks. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, we already know those are good stacks, like, it doesn't take an expert to find those out. Um, and then, two, you probably can't even really stack them. It's going to be difficult to do so this year based on where ADP kind of falls. So these were the price our tag stacks. that you have to do to do some of them. Yeah. A few stacks. Some, sh- some short stacks. A short stack video, if you will. A few pancakes. Anything else you want to add? On there. Maybe some chocolate chips. <laughs> uh, I mean, we could go back to you being too late on TJ Hawkinson, but... Oh, my gosh. That video could be an hour long by itself. It could. It could, it could. We don't need to get into that. We've done that enough already. Leave us, Everybody leave us a comment of which of us... which. Leave a comment in, in the, a review in message us on Instagram, say whatever you want of which of us do you think is right? I want to know. We should have done this last year with Jerry, Judy, and Cortland Sutton. Which of us do you think is right? I would like to hear from you guys. Do you agree with me? And I think that TJ Hawkinson's a smash hit. I think he's going to have a great season. Or do you agree with Josh and think that he's a piece of garbage? <laughs> wow. We are oversimplifying this quite a bit, aren't we? your attitude not mine let it just be put on the record that ben thinks there's a pretty decent chance mark andrews and tj hawkinson are the same player this year it could happen i look he was better than him last year well that's because he was hurt he was and lamar jackson got hurt i mean come on did andrews (laughs) get hurt he went from a eh team to a really good one who? Andrews uh, did get hurt. Did he? I don't remember that. 
He did. He got injured. Lamar got injured. And then Andrews was not quite as good the second half of the year. When did he get hurt? I, I do not remember exactly. him getting hurt, but I'll believe you. Okay, he, he missed week Next down. time we... Yeah, there we go. He missed a week, and then he was not quite the same after that. Because remember, Isaiah Likely was a whole hot and bothered sort of item there for a little bit. It was because Mark Andrews got hurt. Anyways, we could do a whole episode on that. We really could. Be a whole, be a whole shouting match. DeAndre Swift would get thrown around, and then we, we oh, just, we don't want to even open that can of worms. Oh, good lord! And then I would bring up Cortland Sutton and throw that in your face, and we'd probably not have a channel anymore. I'll be honest with you. That would be the end of the show. That would be an unfortunate argument that, thankfully, we don't have to do. That'll do it for this episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed it, if you want to really have a uh, death match between TJ Hawkins and Mark Andrews, we can make that happen. The way you can do that, though, is leave a review on the show and the put real that players. in the review. The, yes, yes. We put them in a cage. We, we set up a cage match. We do the Thunderdome, but it's Mark Andrews and TJ Hawkinson. I'm good with incredible. It. I would pay money to see that. Uh, it might not be great wrestling, but, you know. <laughs> I don't know. They're two big dudes. I feel like it'd be all right. It, it would be fun. It would be fun. We will see you guys later this week. I forgot the episode that we're doing. There's a second one. It's coming. It's going to be great. I don't have the show doc in front of me, though, so I'm blank. It's not going to be great, but it's coming. (laughs) That'll do it for this one. We'll see you guys later. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode and want to connect to us, follow us on Instagram at fantasybrothers underscore or on Twitter at fantasybros underscore. If you want to support the show, you can do that at Patreon forward slash fantasybrothers.